morning and welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Last week I had written a short series on marriage for wives. A dear sister contacted me and asked me to write about polygamy. In my series, I'd only mentioned polygamy, noting that Abraham had multiple wives. So did David, Solomon, Elkanah, and even that the institute of marriage itself crumbled as early as Genesis 4.19, when we read that Lamech took two wives. As I was writing the series, I briefly considered writing more about polygamy, which is multiple spouses, supposedly, married to one person, but discarded the idea since polygamy is not a huge concern in the U.S. Well, I was wrong. The sister who contacted me was raised in a denomination of Latter-day Saints, or what we know as Mormons, that still adhered to the notion that God accepts multiple wives as standard marital situation. So, let's take a look at polygamy in the Bible. What is God's standard for marriage? Why he allowed polygamy and why it's wrong? I'll write on it today and again tomorrow in two parts. It's a big subject and a great question. In Genesis 2, 20 to 24, we read of God's standard for marriage. He gave the woman to the man as helper because it was not good for man to be alone. It was one man and one woman mated for life into one flesh and called to procreate. In Ephesians 5, we read of other standards outlined for the husband and the wife, covered in previous essays. Nowhere, though, do we see God's encouragement of taking more than one wife. His silence on Lamech's taking of two wives is not acceptance, any more than his silence on any other sin would be acceptance of those sins. We don't know why God did not speak specifically against polygamy. He did speak much against greed, homosexuality, drunkenness, and other sins, but not the corruption of marriage. I believe, though, that the Bible's clear depiction of all the biblical sorrows associated with polygamy were loud and clear enough. Here's John MacArthur on that. Wherever you see bigamy, wherever you see polygamy in scripture, it brings conflict, sin, sorrow, and devastation to families. The Bible doesn't always make a moral comment on it, and it doesn't here. It just says he, Lamech, took two wives without comment, but doesn't need to make a comment. All you know is the character of the man here. All you have to know is the standard of Genesis 2.24. And the standard of Genesis 2.24 is one man, one woman, together for life, one flesh. Whether it's violated anywhere in the pages of scripture, conflict, sin, sorrow, and devastation results. Whether you're talking about Abraham, 
whether you're talking about Jacob, whether you're talking about David, Solomon, or whoever. That was John MacArthur from his sermon, The Origin of Society. Well, it should be noted that the practice was that the men could take more than one wife. We never see wives taking on more than one husband at a time. That would be polyandry. The woman at the well seems to have been a serial bride with five successive husbands. Now, there is an interesting passage in Deuteronomy 21, 10 to 14. It codifies the standards for taking war brides. Normally, a woman taken as spoils of war would be raped and abandoned or made a slave and hard used. The passage in Deuteronomy actually lifts the living standard for the hapless women who were captured as spoils of war. They were to become married to the victor after allowed a decent period of mourning in order to adjust to their grief and reduced circumstances. If the man at a later date wanted to put her aside, he could divorce her and let her go where she wanted as a free woman and never sold for money into slavery. That codification was part of the common grace of God's mercy. It was not a sanction and certainly not an approval. It was a stopgap to aid the more vulnerable of the population. Similarly, we see provisions being made in the Bible for widows and also for children. But the Bible consistently points back to the original design for marriage. One man and one woman becoming one flesh for life. The man as the head and the woman as helper. When Jesus arrived and began teaching the new covenant, he also pointed to the purity and original design for marriage. By the time of Matthew 19.13, so many pharisaical rules and laws had been added that things had become very complicated, like overgrown kudzu. The Pharisees asked Jesus, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? Jesus reminded them that it was man's desire to divorce, not God's. In Matthew 10, 4-9, he said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So, they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no person is to separate. Verse 7, they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give her a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been this way. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another woman, commits adultery. That's the end of the Matthew 10 verse. 
Now, the Old Testament practice of polygamy was not accepted by God as a legitimate marital situation, but it was slightly better for women than the alternative, marginalization, slavery, or starvation. God tolerated it because of the hardness of their hearts, the way he tolerated divorce. In Deuteronomy 17, 17, he banned kings from marrying more than one wife. The New Testament speaks often of the one man and one woman in the marital relationship. Here's answers in Genesis. Moving to the New Testament, there are several passages that can be understood to speak against polygamous relationships. The first to come to mind of many would be the qualifications in the letters in the church given by the Apostle Paul to Timothy and Titus. In 1 Timothy 3.2 and verse 12 and Titus 1.6, we are told that leaders of the church must be, quote, husband of one wife. Source is, what about polygamy in the Bible from Answers in Genesis? Now, deviating from God's standards for anything is sin. Greed, drunkenness, homosexuality, lesbianism, bestiality, gossip, murder are all sins. So is having more than one spouse at a time. It's obvious that the standard for marriage is one man and one woman, as seen in Genesis and in the New Testament. That God tolerated is no reason to say it's acceptable, any more than murder, gossip, or any of the other sins he observes in man are acceptable. He hates sin, but uses his sinful people to accomplish his purposes. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at Mormons and their history of polygamy and on what basis they claim it's biblical. Well, this has been an episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and I hope you all have a marvelous day. Uh-huh.